At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Millennials and money. Do they mix? Reviewing and rating our podcast in iTunes helps us in so many ways. And more importantly, we get your feedback on what you like about the podcast. Thanks for being a listener and subscriber and going to pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash divas. Well, Todd, um, glad to have you with us today. And I think what you do is really important in today's you know, age because uh, those millennials, some of them know how to do wise things with their money and others don't. Now, my daughter happens to be one of those that uh, she's a little miser. She's got her own financial planner. She is getting ready to buy a house. So she's one of those that knows what she's doing, and I'm glad. But I think that's because we spent a lot of time as she was growing up teaching her those uh, tricks of the trade. But there's a lot that don't know how to do that. So let's just dive right into it, Todd, and, and tell us exactly what you do and some things that people can look at. Absolutely. And I would say your daughter is in the, uh, it's definitely in the minority. Uh, and so what, what I've been doing around the country the last several years is really speaking on a lot of college campuses, over 500 in other venues, not just college, university campuses, other venues where there are millennials. Uh, just a, a kind of different twist and a, a different way to think about financial success because unfortunately, through all the well-intended efforts by government entities, uh, educational companies, even nonprofits that have put in literally billions of dollars in investing in financial education. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just not working. And only a very few amount of people are, are taking from this kind of a traditional education and actually changing their behavior. And I'm just a big fan on that because uh, millennials are no different than any and a generation, you know, I, I was 23 before as well, and, and I was impatient or I wanted things done yesterday. So sometimes the millennial market gets a bad rap on, you know, who they are and they're entitled and all that. And while there's truth to some of that, they want to reach goals and reach some of their dreams, just like any other person who was young at the time as well. With our daughter, she had a job you know, when she was in high school. And that's where we actually started, is that the money she made over the summer, we actually, um, she didn't spend much of it. She set aside what she wanted to spend, but then she actually started an account. And when she hurt, hit a certain level, then we actually took her to the our financial planner. And even though it was, it was a modest amount, we started educating her, and they did as well, on here's what you look for, here's how to invest in things, here's the different ways you can invest. And then over the years, she's, you know, obtained more and more, and now she's 24, and um, she has has invested well, and she watches it. Um, we tell her not to watch it every day because it gets depressing every once in a while, but um, she does follow it, and she does talk to her financial planner, like, you know, every couple of months just to make sure things are going, you know, the way they should be, particularly now that she's, she is uh, getting ready to buy a purchase a home. I think that's when it's really smart because you've really got to know how to manage your dollars. Absolutely, and and really hats off to your daughter because she is in the minority of doing that. There's so much uh, angst among 
the young millennial market uh, and, and trying to be successful because they have access to uh, the social media is, is the only thing that is different between millennials, as you know, and when we grew up is that they've got, they're seeing everything in front of them of, of you know, pictures and photos of people, their friends and family doing things or just a lot of things that are saying, gosh, am I, am I really, uh, uh, you know, gosh, am I going to be successful? I'm behind the eight ball. I'm only 20. You know, they, they feel this pressure, unfortunately, that they've got to be super successful really fast. And uh, there's no, there's no truth to that. So uh, while your daughter's doing an awesome job, it is just simply not the case, though, with a majority of millennials who are just trying to figure out how to manage day-to-day money. And so what, what I have come up with over the last several years and is now part of our curriculum part called Young Money University, I have a new book out called Young Money, a powerful five-step plan to financial success, is a new way to think about money and then actually how to actually manage it day-to-day. Here's an example on just saving money. Uh, I teach a process where I, I, I call it save money automatically with digital envelopes. And so what that means is, is we were, most Americans were indirectly taught. Uh, and again, I don't put a blanket on everybody, but I, I've been around the block and been around the country enough in 42 states to hear that this is going on, that, that most people indirectly were taught growing up to have a single savings account, you know, have something called a savings account, right? Right. Yeah. And so what that what that leads to is it's very simple, especially when most millennials bank is on their phone. Their bank is their phone. Whether it's a credit union or a bank, they're yep. looking at their, their digital bank, right? Correct. And so it's real simple to pull money out of that savings account when they're tempted to spend money on something on a whim because it's like, well, I'll, I'll make more money or I'll make more money next week and then I'll put it back. Well, we all know that that is a ugly cycle because life's expenses come out of the blue. And so what I teach is digital envelopes where you can go to certain banks have this, not all, most credit unions do, where you can create these multiple named savings accounts, or they call them sub-accounts that you can put nicknames to. So, uh, for example, you can have a savings account created called travel, one called car expense, because, of course, we all know what happens with cars. They don't work perfectly. And that famous, you know, call from the the mechanics some days are like, oh, man, what's it going to cost? And they're like, oh, crap, I've got to put it on a credit card. $1,200 <laughs> later. Right? It's always that worst, you know, on the end of, uh, of the call with the mechanic. And I so need, you, can, I wanna, you can create Todd, all these I, different named savings accounts all for free. So, I, Todd, I think I need to have one called the fun account. Just, just for fun. My wife has one called Fun Money. Yes, just, you just, do. Just when you yeah. want to do something. I think that's a great idea. Leslie, maybe we well, need some. Yeah, well, it's psychological. Like once you put it in that named account, you're not as apt to take it out and use it for something else right, because that's right. travel. Now, how would, you, how would you say you like proportion, you know, how would you do this? You know, if, to do if you're, you know, your household expenses, I assume, are, can be in one place. If you have to be either a mortgage payment or a rent, you have something for that. And then you have, you know, miscellaneous that the emergency account would be a good one, I would assume. Right. Exactly. And so this process of changing over the events, it's a whole process of changing one's thinking. And that's really all financial success is about is if we change our thinking and go, okay, you know what, I did it the wrong way, but don't beat yourself up because it's not your fault. You just kind of thought we're doing what you thought was right or indirectly taught or et cetera. So it'll take about a 90 day, it's about 90, 90 days to get this whole process flipped over. 
And what that means is is you're going to look at your monthly budget or what I like to call a cash flow plan. A lot of people don't like the word budget, so we just kind of semantically say, okay, uh, call it John's monthly cash flow plan or Susie's monthly cash flow plan. Look at what, how much you're making. If you're making two grand or four grand a month, uh, then look at, okay, what are my fixed expenses? So it's no different than what anyone has budgeted back, you know, 50 years ago. What are my, what's my rent or mortgage? What's my uh, utility bills? Um, your cell phone bill is now really a fixed expense. There's no question about it. So that's a fixed expense. Uh, and then you move into your variable expenses, uh, food, eating out, uh, clothing, health care, if there's you know, a piece of that, uh, travel, whatever it is that you kind of go, okay, well, now it's starting to get my 2000 is almost getting close to being 2000 with my expenses. Then you've got, you'll find out exactly where those individual name savings accounts need to start. Uh, so it's not necessarily an initial percentage right now that you can say, oh, 5% in travel or 10% in car maintenance just yet until you get an awareness of actually how much you're making and how much is coming in. You'll be able to develop, say, three to four name savings accounts maybe in that first month. And, okay, this is, this is going to go into my clothing. This is going to go into entertainment. And that will slowly get you away from that temptation of spending money on a whim out of a, savings, a, a single savings account. That's great. Hey, Todd, I'm just curious, what would you say is the biggest challenge that millennials are facing financially right now? Is it debt? Is it underemployment, not making the money that they hoped? I mean, what are you seeing as you're dealing with millennials? It, it, it can be twofold. One, there is student loan debt that's still out there, uh, but that's, that's a struggle for some. We are, from what all uh, people are saying and what I keep hearing, and uh, even my son, who is going to be a senior at Ohio State next year, the job market is actually probably one of the best job markets it's been in over a decade. So there is some good opportunity out there. The biggest challenge really is just managing that monthly income, no matter what it is. And so I liked what Mark Cuban said many years ago, uh, you know, on Shark Tank and owner of the Dallas Mavericks and very successful entrepreneur. He said, you know what, you just need to grind it in your 20s, meaning if you're not married and you're single, whether you're a, uh, a, a woman or a man, you've got a young man, you've got to find a roommate or two and just keep your expenses down. Uh, my son is in Pensacola, Florida. He has two roommates. He's single, and uh, he bought a 15-year-old Jeep. Uh, you know, keep your, keep your expenses down. Don't think like you... You deserve to have that new car by 20, that amazing car by 25, or you deserve to have X, Y, and Z, right? And so I like that thought process. So grind in your 20s, and if you happen to get married, that doesn't mean you change your financial uh, behavior, but uh, because that can, that can lead to, to really some less financial stress when you get into the 30s and 40s and 50s. And finally, um, I am a huge proponent. This is really where my whole passion uh, explodes from is beginning to invest at whatever age you are, the earlier the better. Never think I don't have enough money to invest because there are amazing platforms out there that you can begin investing with as little as a nickel. And that's a big, big thing that I propose. That's well, great because I think a lot of kids that age feel a little intimidated right. with getting into investing. But so yeah. the, the younger, the better. So I guess I guess we did okay with ours, huh? 
from what I'm hearing, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, she, she, the good thing is that they, um, she thinks smart and she, she's a miser. She pinches her pennies. I'll tell you that. She, and literally, she saves a penny. She'll put it away in a drawer. So that's, uh, that's something. Well, Todd, where can we, um, online, where can they find you? Are your website? And then tell us, uh, tell us, uh, when your, your book's going to be out in the name of the book again. So you can simply go to the web, my website at toddromer.com, T-O-D-D-R-O-M, as in Mary, E-R.com. And there's a link to my books and workbook up there already. Uh, Amazon, again, Young Money by Todd Romer. It's an orange and white cover. And uh, it's just a, it's not your traditional personal finance book. It's, it tells anybody but millennials exactly what to do. And it's been fun and humbling to hear the responses and testimonials from it. Well, Todd, thank you so much for being with us today. This is going to be a really good podcast to to push out to to hopefully help a lot of of young people know not to be scared about this, but learn how to manage your money properly. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Kelly and Leslie. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. We've heard from our listeners that it can be a bit difficult to leave a rating and review for our podcast in iTunes. So here's a painless way to do it. Go to pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash divas for an easy step-by-step tutorial to follow. That's pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash divas. Reviewing and rating our podcast in iTunes helps us in so many ways. And more importantly, we get your feedback and what you like about the podcast. Thanks for being a listener and subscriber and going to pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash divas. Thanks for listening to the Dollar Saving Divas. If you have ideas for an upcoming episode, we would love to hear from you. Just head to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dollarsavingdivas, CBUS, and share your comments. Our podcast is available on iTunes, iHeartMedia, or your favorite podcast player. Thanks again for listening. Circle270media.com. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Oh, I found one of our new Vauxhall Griffin editions. Yes, what comes as standard? Standard? Well, alloy wheels, sat-nav, aircon, DAB radio, Bluetooth, smartphone projection and USB connection. Wow. 
Is that everything? Sorry, forgot the colour touchscreen. Buy a new Gryphon Edition Adam, Astra, Corsa or Mocha X Plus and get a whole host of features as standard. The Gryphon Edition range. All Gryphon, no bull. Visit your nearest retailer now. Vauxhall, British brand since 1903. Participating retailers only. Limited units while stocks last.